Let us be attentive. O Lord, how magnificent are your works. You have made all things in wisdom. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Galatians. Let us be attentive. Brethren, you know that a man is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law shall no one be justified. But if in our endeavor to be justified in Christ, ourselves were found to be sinners, is Christ then an agent of sin? Certainly not. But if I build up again those things which I tore down, then I prove myself a transgressor. For I, through the law, died to the law, that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Peace be to the reader. from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. At that time, there came to Jesus a man called Jairus, who was a ruler of the synagogue, and falling at Jesus' feet, he besought him to come to his house, for he had an only daughter, about twelve years of age, and she was dying. As he went, the people pressed round him, and a woman who had had a flow of blood for twelve years, and had spent all her living upon physicians, and could not be healed by anyone, came up behind him, and touched the fringe of his garment, and immediately her flow of blood ceased. And Jesus said, Who was it that touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, the multitudes surround you and press upon you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me, for I perceive that power has gone forth from me. And when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him, declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. And he said to her, 
Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While he was still speaking, a man from the ruler's house came and said, Your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher anymore. But Jesus, on hearing this, answered him, Do not fear, only believe, and she shall be well. And when he came to the house, he permitted no one to enter with him except Peter and John and James and the father and mother of the child. And all were weeping and bewailing her. But he said, Do not weep, for she is not dead but sleeping. And they laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But taking her by the hand, he called, saying, Child, arise. And her spirit returned, and she got up at once. And he directed that something should be given her to eat. And her parents were amazed. But he charged them to tell no one what had happened. and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Inexhaustible power, unlimited might. This is what I think of in reading the gospel for today. The story is one commonly known. A father is scared for the life of his daughter who is very ill. He had probably already spent much time and effort and money seeking all kinds of doctors for healing. And now he approached Jesus. He sought out this miracle-working healer of whom he had heard. He approaches Jesus and asks for his help. There's a crowd, and Jesus proceeds to go to the house to seek to help this young girl in her suffering, to heal her. On the journey there, he is surprised by somebody who saps him of some form of power, because an older woman who had been suffering for a long time now simply sought to touch him, knowing that by touching his garments, she would receive healing, and she did. 
as the commotion takes place, as Jesus is held back, Jairus' daughter dies. And many even tell him not to bother the teacher, Jesus. Not to interrupt him from his day any longer because the young child died. We also know that Jesus Christ resurrects her. What does this mean for us today? What could these two experiences, what could these two miracles offer us being put together? We've certainly read of other miracles Jesus Christ had performed, other healings, and even other occasions of him rising people from the dead. Why are they so close together? Why are they connected to one another? And why is one of them so outwardly seeking help, right? Jairus, everybody knew that he was looking for help for his daughter. While we have another experience, a woman who had been suffering for a long time doesn't even want to actually interrupt Jesus as he's walking. Even though she seeks the exact same miraculous healing. Why are those together? Why are these two people in this story for us together? There are two things that I'd like you to take with you from this story. First, is that as you walk through your day, expect that there will be people coming to interact with you because they look for some type of healing and they might not say anything to you. But your healing may be actually pouring upon them and providing them this healing by a kind word, by an outstretched arm, by an embrace, or by simply being present. And you will feel it. You will not have been prepared for it as Jesus was not prepared to heal this woman with a heavy flow of blood that she couldn't stop for years and years. He was not prepared for that. And when this power was sapped out of him as healing upon the woman, he felt it. Jesus, the Almighty, felt that he was affected. He was weakened. That's why he said that a power left him. He felt weakened by it. So expect that you will have to sacrifice of yourself in order for a stranger to be healed and joyfully walk about your day offering that sacrifice even when you're unprepared. 
expect to experience a sacrifice. But the second point that I want you to take with you today, the second point is really the word of Jesus when he says, no, even though the young daughter of Jairus died, let's go to her house. Let me see her. Although he, as God himself, was weakened, he knew he had enough to bring a young child back from the dead, to bring healing not just upon one being, but upon her whole family. Jesus Christ knew. He knew indeed that there was more healing to be offered and that he was the source of that healing and that he had everything that was necessary to provide healing to that household. And he went and he did. Of course, you and I are not Jesus Christ himself. We are limited. And we do have to be mindful even of our love and compassion. But that does not hold us back. We strive to grow the love, compassion, and mercy and healing that we have in us. And we grow it through our daily prayer, through our weekly participation in the Eucharist, through our fasting, through our learning, through our communion of time together with one another. And we build up those stores and we give more healing and more restoration to good life. Even when we're not prepared and yes, you and I working together are indeed an inexhaustible cup, are indeed an unlimited might of healing. Together we are exactly that. In the Gospel reading in Matins, we heard in the Gospel of John of this miraculous fishing trip where after trying to catch fish for an entire night, the disciples of Christ catch nothing. And when he tells them which side to th cast the net onto, they catch so much fish, they can barely haul it in. And you know what's interesting to me, brothers and sisters? that these two gospel readings really fulfill one another in reminding us that we together are an inexhaustible cup. We are unlimited might. In this gospel reading, St. John says, and the net did not break. There were so many fish that they caught, 153 we're, were told. And yet the, the nets did not break. 
There are so many people that Christ God can welcome into his net. This is his net. These walls, this parish family is the net. It will not break, I assure you. Go and bring more people in. Go and seek and bring people in. Not the perfect, not the holy, but those who are suffering for a long time or for a short time. Those who need to be restored to good life. You are the fisherman, and your word is mighty. And your healing is powerful. Amen.